Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! This is the moment you all have been waiting for! It's time for the global sensation, the one, the only, the undisputed heavyweight podcast in the world, the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. And now, here's Paul Kramer, your host. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. It's Paul Kramer with another episode, a very special guest episode of the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. I'm here today with Kevin, who is going to be talking to us about an institutional event that happens in Melbourne when it's not COVID times, Kevin, and uh, we're able to meet in person and to introduce himself. Kevin, please tell the audience who you are and what the event is that I'm talking about. Well, thank you, Paul. And um, yes, it's uh, the conference has been running now for 23 years, so uh, date back dates back to a lot of the timber framing days, and uh, we've seen in that time an enormous uh, revolution of how timber is used in construction, as, as you would well know. Um, where we are now is um, we've now for this first time uh, have a virtual component to the event to broaden the the, uh, the, the people who can uh, watch watch the uh, watch the program. My right, my background it was was actually in automotive and um, and automotive is is this is the sort of the genesis of a lot of culture in in manufacturing um, and in. Uh, just in time scheduling and all those sorts of things and that has been interesting to me to see how the uh, building industry now is picking up on a lot of those automotive disciplines and really getting into uh, manufacture um, and getting the product the materials where they should be when and so on in fact there was a bit of a story used to go that in a manufacturing operation you had more stock on the roads coming to the plant than you than you had uh, in, in the plant so um so 23 years ago we started we started as frame australia and uh, and now we call it timber offsite construction because that really reflects where we are today um, this one is going to be our, our biggest and best. Uh, it sort of seems to be always true because there's always new new things happening. And I, uh, I think in, in, our, in our early days, people like Andrew Waugh, um back in 2010 um, was was in town, and uh, that was just after the Stadhouse project. Uh, and then, of course, Lendlease built their first timber building in Melbourne, which was the uh, the Forte uh, nine-storey uh, uh, apartment building. And in that time now, we've got, uh, I'm just looking at some of the projects we have on our program, um, and it's just uh, quite a fantastic uh, outcome. And I suppose the other thing that really, really, uh, to me, is the discipline of getting the collective people to, to, to actually perform as opposed to conventional construction. In conventional construction, you've got this guy uh, does this bit and this guy does this bit. And one of the conferences once, the guy just said, you know, it's like a bat, you know, the pass on the bat and now it's somebody else's problem. We don't care about it anymore. Uh, and this is the complete opposite to that. 
um, and just look at what Viridi doing in that, that project at Oak Hill in, in Sydney uh, is a classic case where there was no way that could have been made to work um, by having everybody all doing different things. It has to be coordinated. So yeah, so it's been an interesting journey over those 23 years and I'm looking forward to some years ahead, certainly not 23, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to where it goes, uh, goes from here. Well, I've known you for well over a decade now and, um, you know, goes right back to the end of the GFC when, when that hit us and been intimately involved in what was called Frame Australia and, and, and been through some genesis with you at uh, Timber Offsite Construction and different forums. And, and the last two years can't have been easy with COVID. Um, you and I have had a standing agreement to do this podcast episode for well over two years now. And um, it always looked like the event was going to come to fruition and move forward and then it didn't. So thankfully it's on uh, June 21, 22 this year, if I'm not mistaken. So the Tuesday and the Wednesday, full packed program. One of the things that you did do several years ago, I, I marveled at it. I thought it was a great innovation. It must've been 2017 or 2018 when you took the audience on a journey from design through to drafting, through to manufacturing, through to logistics and on-site sort of assembly or staging, construction, and then sort of handover. You know, that was a, a, an integrated I guess, aspect of the supply chain. And I can see glimpses of that in your program for this year. So what's the sort of genesis of the theme around how you've got speakers together in this in-person and hybrid event this year, Kevin? Well, that, that model um, has worked well, and, and this year is no different. It, it really is the journey or the pathway um, through. Uh, and in our first session, which is building design influences, and, and, and in there we've got both influencers and influencers, uh, people like Andrew Warren, people like James Fitzpatrick, uh, Carl Heinz Weiss uh, from, uh, from Lendlist. Uh, and so those guys are the people who have really been pioneering so the next step is, is, is construction productivity. And, and here we really talk about the way in which the uh, processes are going to come together, uh, the best for project procurement, the cost reductions through what we can, what we can achieve. And then it goes on to manufacturing and, and, and technology. And here uh, a good case in point is, is the uh, lead speaker in this session is uh, Jer uh, Jerry McCoy from uh, Integra in, in the US uh, about you know, his, his work he's done in getting framing to be uh, accepted in the US as a prefabricated component, whereas it all used to be stick-built. Um, so then from manufacturing and, and technology, we really then start to move into the projects themselves. And we've got global wood products, which go from the, the highest, which is the 40-story Atlassian in Sydney, uh, down through to some low-rise, and there's specific projects that have really been a, a benchmark in, in how wood has come together uh, in design and construction. So it's a pathway from design through uh, right through to, to the end result of a project. And, and I, I found that to be a very effective way of, of, of not only drawing up a program, but also to get people to actually stay for two days and, and walk through that, that process and, and, and sort of leaves going, wow, I think I've got it now. And that's really what we want to achieve. 
And the thing that's interesting is that you've kept that um, supply chain formulation, which worked so well many years ago, and you've actually got embedded in that, interwoven into that is environmental sustainability facets. You've got DFMA, you've got innovation in engineering and design. You've then got your showcase pieces with projects that are completed, such as the Geelong Civic Centre and Adelaide Oval, so people can hear intimately about how those projects came together and then on top of that you've got your manufacturing technology so people that are thinking about setting up a plant or want to improve their plant can learn from people um, you know the Bowen's Timber Trust plant down in um, Corio is an amazing site with great technology in it which I'm sure John Bowen will probably impart what he can to support and, and, and tantalise people uh, and then you've got projects coming up Atlassian is, you know, well under design. You know, you've got Wellington Street, which is really coming along at the moment as well. So, and then on top of that, we've got the largest volume of timber uh, in the world, which is at the NTU in Singapore. So you've got a really good mix. The other thing that I know is you've got international speakers in here. You know, Jerry from the West Coast of the US. I know my good mate Nick Milestone is is, is talking as well. Um, are, are these guys beaming in or are they going to be here physically? <laughs> I'd love to have them all here. Um, but unfortunately, that's, uh, that's that's not possible. But um, Andrew and all of them would love to be here as well. Uh, but Andrew War, I mean, he's, uh, he's been a constant uh, in, in the program from square one. Um, and you're right, um, Nick, Nick Milestone. But yeah, they're, they're, they're virtual because it's, it's just too difficult. Uh, and especially with COVID, it really hasn't been a time to be able to plan people to be coming to Australia. There's too many unknowns. So, yeah, so, so those guys are happy to, to present in person uh, online, um, but just can't be here for the, for the show itself. Yeah. That's a pity, but anyway, they'll get the message across. Andrew, Jerry and Nick are very accomplished speakers, as you may all well know if you have listened to them either on this podcast or in um, events such as the International Mass Timber Conference in April this year. So I'm sure the audience will get an enjoyment out of that. One of the things I must compliment you on is the food. Now, the food <laughs> and the drink is exemplary. Is this a strategic move, Kevin, to get people to come to a beautiful location? It used to be the, 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 the Park Hyatt, um, beautiful hotel. Now it's moved into a different location, but the food was always exemplary. Tell us about the genesis of the good food. Look. I have also have got to have a background in in catering and wine and a few other things, and so I I know uh, what it should be. And so when you've got a good team in the kitchen, uh, you can do a pretty good job. And we don't go for price; we go for quality and performance. And uh, we've been fortunate to keep a well. You know, it's it's a critical part of life. I mean, you can't not have good wine and food. So there's all the to talk about timber and buildings and so on but but in the breaks you want to have something to uh, to take your mind off that <laughs> well it sort of had a double negative impact kevin because yes it was a positive thing for networking people loved it but people were stuffing food in their mouths and not talking and it was a bit of a problem right <laughs> Oh, I think they managed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and your catering background is an insightful bit. Um, is it true that you're related or you have had um, some involvement in Ezard's, the restaurant? 
Yes, yes. Well, um, my son and I started that uh, about 20 years ago, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to say it was it was the top. Well, it was two top restaurants in Melbourne for quite some years, the Flower Drum and, and ourselves, and uh, we had a very good team of people. And uh, yeah, it was a, a good 20-year period, but it, we closed it uh, what two years ago now. As COVID hit, that was kind of the, the signal to go. Okay, well, we've done our 20 years now. Let's do something else. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, that's a pity and it's a shame, but it certainly says something about the fact that you know what quality food is, which is what keeps people coming back. Certainly for me, it was one of the key things. So you are to be commended on that. Uh, Look, great program. Uh, Tuesday 21st and Wednesday 22nd of June in Melbourne, in-person event. Tell me how people can access the virtual aspect, the hybrid bit in the conference. The the website, I think, has been um, our main communication connection, if you like, Uh, and we've got the the whole program is is shown there. Um, People can register for the whole event, either in person or or online. The online, when we went to market with the online, we thought, well, a lot of people would only want to watch one session. So we put out a a one-session registration or a two-session registration or three. Um, And so, or or the whole whole event. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, 90% 90 of people have registered for the whole uh, event, uh, which tells you that they really want to know that pathway they want to know the whole bit not just uh, cherry pick so to speak and and same with the in person um there's very few um single uh, session registrations it's 95 percent uh full program um so that's that's an indication of of the people the people who commit two days to, to to go to it which um these days Getting people to do something for two days is pretty tough, but the program really is, is you know, and the talent. I mean, some of these people, um, I, I'd have to say that, in, especially in, in the, um, uh, the project sessions, there's some extraordinary, extraordinary talented engineers, architects, um, fabricators, um, and it's really a terrific lineup of people who are doing some wonderful work and this is their chance to actually demonstrate what they're doing and talk about it so the project panels will be very i think very uh, very popular and we've also extended the time for a discussion so it's almost 50 50 where it's half the time is on presentation pick a type and then and then the other half interaction questions from the audience both <clears throat> obviously online and uh, and virtual so um yeah it's it's, and and the, the website is where all of this information is. So the, the website's timberoffsiteconstruction.com. Uh, and uh, if anybody's interested in having a look, that's where all the details are and the page to register. So, Yeah, and just a note that the reason that you're on the podcast is we're now a global society. You know, this podcast is global. And so the virtual sessions for four or more are 195 Australian dollars. So if you're in the US, that's very affordable or Europe. Um, if you're looking at coming to the in-person program, it's 985 for the full two-day program, which is very 
very affordable. You'll get that amazing food that Ezard's, the family, are renowned for, as well as uh, an enthralling and entertaining lineup of guests. And of course, um, you know, all of that information, as you said, is on timberoffsiteconstruction.com um, and go to the delegate registration information page, click on that, you'll see a full list of what's there. Select and put your registration in person or online and you'll be able to take uh, opportunity to understand or get more knowledge or be further developed on things that are happening in off-site con- uh, timber construction, which doesn't just include mass timber. It has panelised and prefabricated other forms. However, it does include a significant portion of mass timber, which is why we feature Kevin and his conference on the podcast. Kevin, any last words you want to wrap up yeah. with about the conference? Well, I think I think the other component I've been dwelling on on the program because that's the the uh, I suppose the draw card. But the other major part of the event, of course, is the exhibition. Uh, and in the exhibition, we've got a, a terrific lineup of. Uh, companies, suppliers, um, Hess Timber, um, Next Timber, the, uh, the local timber link uh, business, um, quite a range of, of, of uh, international companies. And mo- most of the booths where there are big companies from, from Europe uh, are sending their people out. So anybody that wants to know a little bit about the the supply chain; uh, those people will be uh, on board to uh, to discuss and, and make contacts. So the the suppliers are, they range from people who are doing architectural hardware uh, right through to uh, mass timber. Uh, so without naming them all, they're certainly listed on, on on the website. But that's a very important part of the interaction with the with the with the event. That you can not only go out and, and, and people talk about or learn about the actual process and, and what's going on with design and construction, but there's a whole raft of people there that can actually then translate that into information that they would need to know from design right through to, to a finished building. So consequently, our builder attendance has grown each year. Um, I think it started out at about 5% a decade ago, uh, and now we're up to something approaching 40% of the people are actually in building. Um, so that is reflected in the in the exhibitors um, who are uh, obviously able to make contact with, with, uh, with people who are genuinely interested in getting into uh, timber offsite construction and mass wood. So it's, uh, it's a very important part of the, of the, uh, the event. And yeah. All yeah, no, all good. And looking at the um, exhibition hall, it's like a an alley, um, like a sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 26 booths, um, varying sizes with notable people there to be able to talk to you about how you might see something in a session and you ask them, how do I deliver that? And it's all a one-stop shop for you in one location. So... Um, yeah, good on the people that are supporting your event and, um, yeah, happy to uh, make sure that the people in this podcast who are either virtually attending or physically attending understand who those sponsors are by going to timberoffsiteconstruction.com. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Um, the event looks amazing and I will be very, very pleased to promote it coming up in the next episodes on a weekly basis until later this month. This episode will go live pretty soon and I just want to thank you for your time on the podcast today. Thank you, Kevin Ezra. Well, thank you, Paul. And just remember, 
timberoffsiteconstruction.com. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, Kevin. Cheers. Thank you. Well done, Paul.